Psalm chapter 106, verse 1. Praise ye Jah, give thanks to Jehovah, for good, for to the age is his kindness. His kindness will last forever. And the reason the Bible says so many times that God is kind is because he's phenomenally kind. It's incredible how much he does for us, even when we're in deliberate, rebellious sin. And then when we repent, he immediately forgives us. Jah is a nickname for Jehovah, so both of those names mean the same thing. 2. Who doth utter the mighty acts of Jehovah, soundeth all his praise. Even if we spent our lifetime praising the Lord, we wouldn't be praising him enough for everything that he has done. Because all the things he's done for the whole world, for the Israelites, and for each individual who's ever lived, and for the rest of his creation, are incountable. And if I spent the rest of my life trying to say everything that the Lord has done, I wouldn't finish before I died. 3. Oh, the happiness of those keeping judgment, doing righteousness at all times. Today, there are pastors who say that it's impossible to be righteous and it's impossible to always obey the Lord, but the Bible tells us that it is possible by faith alone, never by willpower. I can't make myself obey the Lord, but by faith I can die to my self-will and then believe that he is resurrected and alive in me. And when Jesus is alive in me, I can't sin because Jesus will not sin. But when our flesh is alive in us, and that is our sinful desires, then we're compelled to sin. But it is possible to walk in righteousness. For remember me, O Jehovah, with the favor of thy people. Look after me in thy salvation. Whenever I pray for salvation, I pray for my own, first and foremost. And that's what King David did, too. He prayed for his own salvation more than for anybody else's. Because when you get right down to it, if I'm in heaven, no matter who didn't get saved, I'm going to be happy forever. And if I'm in hell, no matter who did get saved, I'm going to be in torment forever. The bottom line is my salvation. 4. Remember me, O Jehovah, with the favor of thy people. Look after me in thy salvation. And I do want the Lord to remember me and keep me in the faith, so that I will continue to walk in his commandments. It's a daily activity to stay in the faith, and it's a daily test to stay in the faith. So we always need prayer for ourselves. 5. To look on the good of thy chosen ones, to rejoice in the joy of thy nation, to boast myself in thine inheritance. The only thing that we have to boast about is everything that God has done and the inheritance in heaven that he has prepared for us. 6. We have sinned with our fathers, we have done perversely, we have done wickedly. Every single one of us has done wickedly, and we should confess that. 7. Our fathers in Egypt have not considered wisely thy wonders. They have not remembered the abundance of thy kind acts, and provoke by the sea at the Sea of Suf. When the Hebrews came out of Egypt, they very quickly forgot everything that the Lord had done for them. They forgot that he liberated them from slavery, which represents taking them out of sin. They forgot all of the miracles, all of the signs and wonders, and then they tested the Lord. Suf is referring to the Red Sea.
that they crossed. 8. And he saved them for his name's sake to make known his might. Everything that God does is to glorify his own name, even when he lets us suffer, because if we remain faithful in our suffering, that shows how worthy the Lord is of our love and faithfulness. 9. And rebuked the sea of Suf, and it dried up, and causeth them to go through depths as a wilderness. He caused the people to walk on dry land, just as if they were in the wilderness walking on dry land. Every single molecule of water was removed from the bottom of the Red Sea. And it shows what a miracle really is. It's 100%. It's not 50% or 25%. You don't have to play mind games and convince yourself that something has happened. It's going to be blatantly obvious when the Lord does something. 10. And he saved them from the hand of him who is hating, and redeemeth them from the hand of the enemy. Him who was hating was Pharaoh, but ultimately it was really Satan, because Satan wanted to destroy the Israelites just like he wants to destroy you and me. 11. And waters cover their adversaries, one of them hath not been left. Not one of Pharaoh's army was left alive. They all got covered in the Red Sea after the Israelites made it onto the shore. Pharaoh's son died in Egypt, his firstborn son, but one of the heirs to the throne, either Pharaoh that was on the throne or the very next heir, died in that river. 12. And they believe in his words, they sing his praise. The Israelites sang songs immediately after they saw that the Egyptian army was destroyed. First Moses sang a song, and then Miriam sang a song. 13. They have hasted, forgotten his works, they have not waited for his counsel. After they praised the Lord, they forgot everything he did, and very soon after they went into pagan practices again. 14. And they lust greatly in a wilderness, and try God in a desert. They lusted for meat, they lusted for water, they lusted for fruit and vegetables that they used to eat in Egypt. Nothing was good enough, even though God gave them a river out of two different rocks. He caused bread to fall from the sky straight from heaven, and he caused quail to fall from the sky for them to eat. They still never appreciated it. 15. And he giveth to them their request, and sendeth leanness into their soul. He gave them the meat that they wanted, but he sent a wasting disease that caused them to die as punishment until they repented. This means that some people would keep dying until Israel as a whole would repent. 16. And they are envious of Moses in the camp of Aaron, Jehovah's Holy One. This song is listing all the sins of Israel and all of the lack of appreciation from Israel of the Lord's kindness. Then they turned on their ruler, Moses, whom God had appointed to rule over them, and they tried to usurp his authority. 17. Earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered over the company of Abiram. When there was a rebellion, Dathan, Abiram, and Korah all fell into the earth. There was an earthquake. A crack opened up and swallowed their families because they rebelled against Moses. 18. And fire burneth among their company. A flame setteth on fire the wicked. That could be referring to when Aaron's two firstborn sons 
tried to put on a show and act cool in front of the people, so they offered an incense offering that the Lord did not tell them to do, so he set them on fire and they burned instantly. 19. They maketh a calf in Horeb, and bow themselves to a molten image. The molten calf was one of their first sins. When they got to Horeb, the mountain on the Sinai Peninsula, which was on the southern tip of the peninsula, when Moses was up there getting the law from the Lord on the mountain, the Israelites offered sacrifices to a golden cow that they had created. 20. And changed their honor into the form of an ox eating herbs. They probably put on costumes and danced around pretending that they were an ox eating grass which sounds similar to what a lot of native cultures do. They dance around dressed up as whatever animal they're worshiping. The Israelites did this very thing, worshiping the cow that God created instead of worshiping God. 21. They have forgotten God their Savior, the doer of great things in Egypt. This is one of the many hundreds of verses in the Bible that show that the Father and the Son are one. It says God their Savior, and we know Jesus is the Savior. Just like you have a body, a soul, and a spirit, but you are one person. The Lord is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but He is one. 22. Of wonderful things in the land of Ham, of fearful things by the Sea of Suf. The land of Ham is Africa, because Noah's son Ham went in that direction to Africa, and all of his descendants ended up down there. And Suf is the Red Sea. 23. And he saith to destroy them, unless Moses his chosen one had stood in the breach before him to turn back his wrath from destroying. There were a couple of times when the Lord sent plagues to the Israelites because of their sin, and their belligerence, but Moses prayed on their behalf and pleaded with the Lord to forgive them. And he only forgave them because Moses begged him to, because the people themselves were not repentant. 24. And they kick against the desirable land. They have not given credence to his word. That was when they arrived in Canaan and they sent the twelve spies, one from each tribe. And when the spies came back, everybody was afraid of the giants and they didn't want the land. So they despised the land that God had given them just because of giants. This is the same type of thing that Esau did when he gave up his inheritance for a bowl of soup. He despised his own inheritance just because he wanted soup. And the Israelites despised their inheritance because they were afraid of giants. Let you and I not despise our heavenly, eternal inheritance for something of this world, or for fear of this world. 25. And they murmured in their tents. They have not hearkened to the voice of Jehovah. Murmuring is complaining. 26. And he lifteth up his hand to them to cause them to fall in a wilderness. He had sent different plagues. I think at one time he sent snakes to kill them. Another time he sent scorpions. Another time it was a wasting disease. Until they would repent or Moses begged for him to forgive them. 27. And to cause their seed to fall among nations and to scatter them through lands. When the Israelites came to Israel during the time that they had judges 
and later on when they had kings. There were times when the pagans kidnapped them and took over their cities because of the Israelites' sin. 28. And they are coupled to Baal Peor and eat the sacrifices of the dead. They sacrifice their own children to the god Baal, and that's what we do today when we do abortion. That's actually a Baal sacrifice or a Moloch sacrifice. The modern method is abortion. And there's also witches all over the world who sacrifice babies and other humans in their rituals. And some of them do eat the dead bodies that they sacrifice. 29. And they provoke to anger by their actions, and a plague breaketh forth upon them. That was one of the plagues that they had. 30. And Phineas standeth, and executeth judgment, and the plague is restrained. That was when Phineas, the son of the high priest, went and in zeal for the Lord, he and some other Levites killed all of those who were practicing witchcraft so that the Lord would stop the plague that he had sent to the Israelites because of the witchcraft. When he did that, it was very righteous. In the new covenant that we live in today, nobody has to die because we can be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. So there is no need to punish or kill somebody who's in sin today. But under the Old Covenant, if there was sin among the Israelites, they had to kill those who were committing the abominations so that they wouldn't teach it to others. 31. And it is reckoned to him to righteousness to all generations unto the age. What Phineas did when he killed the witches was righteous, because he was saving the other Israelites from falling into that same sin. And he was avenging the wrath of the Lord, so that the Lord himself would have compassion on the people and stop the plague. You see, the Lord could kill people faster with that plague than Phineas could kill anybody with the sword. So Phineas was saving lives. By killing a few, he was saving millions. 32. And they cause wrath by the waters of Meribah, and it is evil to Moses for their sakes. They complained because the water at that place was bitter, but all they had to do was praise the Lord, and the water would have turned sweet. Whenever there's bitterness in your life, just praise the Lord. Thank Him for everything that He's doing, and that bitterness will turn sweet. But they complained instead, and the Lord wanted to enact judgment on them again. But again, as always, Moses mediated on their behalf and prayed for their forgiveness. 33. For they have provoked his spirit, and he speaketh wrongfully with his lips. That was when Moses was so upset with the people that instead of telling the rock to give water like the Lord commanded him to, he hit the rock with his staff the second time. He was supposed to hit it the first time to show that Christ would be slain on the cross, but the second time he was supposed to speak to the rock to show that Jesus is the living word of God. But he hit the rock a second time, and that ruined the word picture because Jesus will not go on the cross a second time. Once was enough. When Moses hit the rock a second time, it symbolized as if Jesus would go on the cross a second time, which will never happen. Moses sinned when he did that. 34. They have not destroyed the peoples, as Jehovah had said to them. 
35. And mix themselves among nations and learn their works. Instead of killing the pagans and driving them out of the land of Canaan, they married them, and then the women they married taught their children paganism. This is why they weren't supposed to marry pagans. 36. And serve their idols, and they are to them for a snare. If we marry somebody who isn't following Jesus, we're going to serve that person's idols. That could be money, it could be prestige, sports figures, movie stars, whatever it is, we're going to end up serving that idol. 37. And they sacrifice their sons and their daughters to destroyers, which means demons. Molech and Baal are demons. 38. And they shed innocent blood, blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they have sacrificed to idols of Canaan, and the land is profaned with blood. The Israelites, instead of driving paganism out of Canaan, they welcomed it and propagated it in Canaan many times, unless they had a godly king like King David and King Hezekiah who would not permit it, they practiced paganism. 39. And they are defiled with their works and commit whoredom in their habitable doings. Whoredom is prostitution. A lot of what movie stars do is prostitution because they show nakedness and they get people sexually aroused and they make millions from doing that. Also, living with somebody can be a form of prostitution. If you really study what it is, it's sex for profit. So in a lot of cases, living with somebody is a form of whoredom because you are getting their money, they buy you things, they help pay the rent while you give them your body. In ancient times, they actually had temple prostitutes. The pagans would go into a temple and pay a prostitute for sex in honor of a god. And this is still happening today in the sex trafficking industry and in Satanism rituals. And in that case, a lot of those prostitutes are slaves, but it's still in honor of demon gods a lot of times. 40. And the anger of Jehovah is kindled against his people, and he doth abominate his inheritance. Whenever the Israelites sinned, the Lord allowed their land to become destitute to some degree, and he allowed the Israelites to be kidnapped and sent into other lands. When you go back to sin after being saved, you lose your salvation. The Bible shows us this many, many times in the Old and the New Testament. And every time the Israelites went back to sin, they lost their inheritance, which was Canaan. And that symbolizes you and I losing our heavenly inheritance when we go back into sin. 41. And giveth them into the hand of nations, and those hating them rule over them. When you and I go back into sin, the Lord hands us over to the demons, and the demons take control of our lives and lead us around by a nose ring and make us very miserable. That's why people who sin habitually are not happy people. They may have a lot of sensual pleasures, but in their soul they're not happy at all. 42. And their enemies oppress them, and they are humbled under their hand. And that's why a lot of people who indulge in sin are very depressed. Their enemies, which are the demons in their lives, are oppressing them, making them depressed and without purpose. 
43. Many times he doth deliver them, and they rebel in their counsel, and they are brought low in their iniquity. Instead of listening to God's word, they listen to their own so-called wise sayings. We do that today. Instead of reading the Bible, we watch a talk show, or we listen to gossip, or what our neighbor tells us that we should do, when all of the answers are in God's word. 44. And he looketh on their distress when he heareth their cry. But when we call out to him and ask him for salvation again, he hears us. 45. And remembereth for them his covenant, and is comforted according to the abundance of his kindness. He remembers the promises that he made to us that have the word if in them. If we obey, then we receive the inheritance. When we humble ourselves and repent and cry out to him, he remembers that promise and he does save us. 46. And he appointeth them for mercies before all their captors. He liberates you from the demons in your life when you call out to him for salvation. And those demons are put to shame, and they are cast out of your life. 47. Save us, O Jehovah our God, and gather us from the nations to give thanks to thy holy name, to glory in thy praise. And that's what we want to do. We will praise the Lord forever among the nations, and in his eternal kingdom we will praise him forever. 48. Blessed is Jehovah, God of Israel, from the age even unto the age, and all the people said, Amen, praise Jah. Jah means Jehovah. The Lord is blessed because everything he does is good, and because much of his creation is going to be with him forever in heaven. The only reason all of his creation won't be there is because so many people and fallen angels have chosen not to be with him. But he is blessed because of all those who do choose to be with him. And that concludes Psalm chapter 106.